Blog Talk Radio. Negro History Week 
We're going into Negro History Month. We're turning to Black History Month. So let me give a moment of silence for Dr. Woodson. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Now, on the children might get a little bit of static to see anything like that, because we've got at least storms starting to come in, a little bit of rain and things like that. About to dip the temperature, and we notice that this phone line doesn't get affected by this year, this evening. So bear with me, we pray we can get through the broadcast with all the hundred children. Can get it where we the crack we teeth out clearly, but we know we the head this year thing in the line already. If we had no even to act up like a this year, we would have Skype in this evening and make sure everything clear. But hopefully, Hunter can still get it out there. And we thank all the Hunter children who, while we've had the annual break, you've been tuning to all the broadcasts and think in the archive. We done reached most 93,000 Yetis. So we glad that Hunter children to do that and stick with the program and think like that. And brother was, we're so glad for the over 13,000 of Hunter were to follow me from the Facebook fan page at Gullah Geechee Nation. And all the other children were to follow me at Gullah Geechee on Instagram and at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. That number and thing just are going up and up and up. So make sure you follow. We sponsor this show, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition on Facebook, too. You can find them right on there. And go to gullahgeechee.net, gullahgeechee.net, and follow we. And you can also follow we at gullahgeechee.nation.com. Plenty of hundred children to follow the blog and thing around the world. We're so glad if we see all the different nations of the world. We're tuning in for Yeti. We're going on ya in the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Kakalaki, down to Jacksonville, Florida, from all of these year sea islands. We got a Gullah Geechee living legacy going on that we will hold upon to. And that will be a crack we keep about this evening. We cultural heritage legacy of the Gullah Geechee. And why this should apart black history. Well, but make sure that all me fan and thing will ever wanna be in thing around the world and think, I want you to understand everything me to crack my teeth and say, yeah. So the honey and I say, Ah, what? Oh, why she trying to do that? I can't understand. I will speak this way so that all of my listeners around the world that tune in every week, that download the broadcast free from iTunes, that have it on your iPods and everything and on your computers, that you can clearly under and overstand me. I'm praying through this so that we can get through without too much static interference tonight on the line, as I mentioned earlier, but we're going to make it through. And tonight, as we enter into our first annual show, you know that every Black History African Heritage Month, we celebrate by having weekly broadcasts focused on some specific dynamics of Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture. And I know most of my regular fans here will say, well, what's so unique about that? You do that every day of the year. Well, we try to make sure that we ensure that you hear some of the words from the founder of Black History Month throughout the month and tie it in to our living legacy here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So I want to start out with these statements from Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Quote, those who have no record of what their forebears have accomplished lose the inspiration from, which comes from the teaching of biography and history. He also, end quote, he also said the following, quote, if a race has no history, if it has no worthwhile tradition, it becomes a negligible factor in the thought of the world, and it stands in danger of being exterminated, end quote. Well, I can proudly say, that I just released yet another book, yet another 300 or so pages of our story. On last Saturday was the official release of We Be Gullah Geechee, 
Cultural Capital and Collaboration Anthology. And this book took three years to put together because as the editor of it, I had to amass works that I felt truly represented the current state of affairs in the Gullah Geechee Nation and how people could effectively collaborate with us. But I also wanted to make sure that we had a cross-section of material that was different than my first anthology, The Legacy of Ebo Landing, Gullah Roots of African American Culture, so that the two could be bookends, so that the two could be coupled together for true education about the Gullah Geechee story and who we be down here upon these from Jacksonville to Jacksonville, yeah, and inland 35 miles to St. John River, where one of the other people still are cracking teeth like this year. Because so much of what is being written in the current time is about Gullah Geechee simply being acts for festivals, being singers and dancers, being some personalities that have been on television with a few shows where they were entertaining for children or where they were storytelling. But there is not a forward movement to continue to document the human rights of Gullah Geechee's and the human rights movement of Gullah Geechee's. I believe that there are those waiting in the wings to release documents that they've written about seeing this happen when they figure myself and the Wisdom Council elders and maybe even some of our Assembly of Representatives have passed on, and then they can be the ones to tell the story and what they analyzed it looking like from the outside, not realizing what happens from the inside and all of the nuances that go into truly investing in a community and its cultural dynamics and its cultural capital. We have seen people come in to capitalize on our culture all the more these days. And that was some of what we discussed on Saturday Pass at True Yuhuru Books. These are some of the things that now in terms of making sure that it is, we are not a negligible factor in people's minds, that we have been participating for since this month began, literally on February 1st. We participated in some climate change talks and how climate change and sea level rise have a negative impact upon cultural legacy, cultural heritage, and the treasures of people's traditions. So whether that are your archives, and for anybody who's ever read about Timbuktu in the motherland, you would immediately think of, wow, what treasures we lost by not being able to have held on to all those things in Timbuktu. When you think about the raping and pillaging of different places in the motherland at different times of war and how things got taken to other continents and are in other museums elsewhere, like, for instance, the things that are in the British Museum in England where Black History Month is celebrated in October every year, not February. If you think about the richness, the treasures that are even in the great graveyards, the cemeteries, the burial areas, because we let elders and ancestors go on home, make their passing without having documented even intellectually in your mind if they told you the oral history, did you hold on to it, did you value it enough to retain it, did you realize it was cultural capital, a cultural asset, and part of a tradition that was not negligible, but something that is part of our story and his story, and that it is part of a worthwhile tradition as people of African and indigenous American descent to hold on to. When you realize that, you can become the writers and the teachers of biography and history and our story. You can inspire 
others from the telling of these stories. You can now be someone and some group of people that are remembered in the world, and therefore there will be others that want to unite with you to protect your culture, your traditions, your history, help you to protect your archives like our Gullah Geechee Al-Kebulan archive that we are yet working to raise the rest of the funds to digitize it at this point. And shortly this month, you all will see a Kickstarter campaign coming up for you to support in that regard. You will see that there are people that will come that may not even be from your community, may not be of that culture, that value the story you have to tell, that value the legacy that you live, and that they want to also work with you to make sure it is not exterminated and that they want to know more about it because to them it is a worthwhile tradition. It is cultural capital worthwhile of their investment of even their time and their mind and their words into listening, into sharing, and into building and growing or rebuilding with you. And so as we enter this discussion about climate change and sea level rise, the biggest questions were what is it that you have in the Gullah Geechee Nation that you would want protected? And people seem to think that we could isolate one thing and say it's this or it's that or it's this location or that location. And I had to quickly make it clear that from Jacksonville to Jacksonville is what is all one thing. It is the Gullah Geechee Nation. So all of the richness, the treasures, the cultural legacy, the intangible and the tangible resources therein are what we want protected. This is what we want to have a continuum of, even as we face these issues. Well, one would think, well, okay, well, then you have something you can work on, you can focus on that, and you can just move on. Well, in a utopia, we wouldn't even have to deal with that. But now, herein lies the problem. Just as we are already dealing with just the regular tides that literally come and go from our sea islands, which are barrier islands that protect the mainland United States, and we have more and more tourists and more and more visitors that want to come in to see the entertainment parts of the culture instead of contributing to the community's continuation of the true tradition that aren't usually put on display. These are the things that are lived daily, not the things that are necessarily staged for the visitor to see. And so here it is while we're dealing with this dynamic and the continued effort to educate as opposed to just entertain or to edutain instead of just entertain, here it is that we are now faced with a potential use of seismic air guns to search for oil along the Gullah Geechee Nation coastline, along the entire eastern seaboard of what is now the United States. Here it is that we have a U.S. Congress that is more wrapped in trying to find other strike gold. They want to be Jay Clampett more so than protecting the cultural legacy, the cultural heritage, and the cultural traditions along this coastline. So here it is that we are in the process now of entering into another series of battles to keep alive our story. So in the midst of literally keeping people alive, it is a little bit less valuable to entertain. But why is entertainment there? 
because it is a distraction. It is something that causes people to escape from the mundane. It causes them to escape from the realities of harshness. And when you have to deal with onslaughts, constant, consistent onslaughts to your literal livelihood in the sense that our seafood would be impacted by the use of seismic air guns in a negative way. We are already dealing with the issues of drought and how that had a negative impact on a lot of our shellfish and had shellfish bed closings, how it had an impact on our blue crab population, our shrimp population, already the sea level rise, the ocean acidification, the climate change and the overbuilding and the influx of people that are using chemicals to clean marinas, clean boats at marinas. You have things that are runoff from golf courses and tennis courts that are chemicals that are used to keep these places looking like the tourists would want them to be seen. And these things running into farmland, agricultural lands where some people can no longer grow food, compacted by areas that are urbanized or where factories existed on this coast that are brownfields. And I don't mean the field being brown because it's plowed up, but this being a terminology of the Environmental Protection Agency of the United States, brown fields being contaminated fields of areas where these chemical companies left these things in the ground, where we have entire towns now contacting me about the level of incidence of cancer and the people that are dying there even all these years after some of these factories have closed down. And then other towns contacted me and saying, Queen Quet, we finally got some money. The EPA is going to come in. We want you to come in. We want the leaders to come in, help us strategize this plan for cleanup and restoration of our community. But first we have to restore the spirit of the community. And that's where cultural legacy, living cultural legacy, living cultural heritage comes in. You can clean up a neighborhood all you want as far as bringing in bulldozers and scientists and engineers that can say, well, okay, we can take this layer off and then we put in these particular things and it will start to, let's essentially say, biodegrade some of the things that were having a negative impact and we can find ways to try to replenish the environment and restore the land after X amount of time where it will begin to heal itself, essentially, and people can begin to return to live safely around what had been a bed of cancer. You can say that we can come in to communities and, you know, set up farmed fish if you want to. That's nothing like how God originally created it, as they call wild in the wild. And so why would you scare them off with seismic guns to say, well, they can migrate somewhere else while we just check and see if we see any incidents of these particular substances which would indicate to us the possibility that there might maybe be some oil there. And then if we do find oil, yeah, we know some of it's going to leak, but hopefully it'll never be a big leak. Yeah, you might have a little bit of film over your water, but you don't worry about it. It's negligible because a few other people other than y'all may make a few more billion dollars a year while your people's spirits are damaged. So now you tell me, how do you calculate that? That's a negligible factor in people's minds if they don't know of your existence or don't care that you exist. Some people are having a hard time with this statement, Black Lives Matter, hashtag Black Lives Matter, and they want to hashtag everything else about everything else mattering, not under an overstanding 
that the reason people decided that they needed to put such a hashtag out there is because it appeared that some people didn't even realize that if you were black, your life mattered. So by the same token, Gullah Geechee lives matter. Gullah Geechee's cultural living legacy and heritage of today matters. Their human rights and their continued existence along this sea island coast on the intercoastal waterway matters more than what money you might maybe possibly be able to make in the event that you found oil offshore, not to mention all the cultural resources that would be damaged, including our literal shoreline, not to mention all the different historic sites the natural areas that are protected by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the U.S. National Wildlife Refuge System. Many of you who watch Gullah Geechee TV have seen me on there traveling to many of these sites that are here in the Gullah Geechee Nation that help to protect our coastline of the Gullah Geechee Nation. The Gullah Geechee Nation's coastline helps to protect mainland America from storms. We are directly in a hurricane zone already. And now here you want to consider doing what to look for what and for what reason exactly because you do not value our story nor our lives. And so we have to ensure that there is more of an awareness of the existence of who we be down here, that we be Gullah Geechee and 19 people, and that we got one voice and thing like that, and we got the teeth and thing for crack, and we going to do so. And so it was a blessing to have a place, an environment like True Uhuru Books that just opened up in North Charleston, South Carolina, and have it be a standing room only crowd for the first Gullah Geechee porch talk to ever be held in our story, to talk about this living legacy, this living cultural heritage, and how we must work together as all peoples, not just Gullah Geechee people, but all peoples to protect it, keep it alive, and educate the next generation of people of its existence before someone else continues to plot and plan things that could potentially exterminate it. So, again, know your story. Know our story. Because, as Dr. Woodson said, if a race has no history, if it has no worthwhile tradition, it becomes a negligible factor in the thought of the world, and it stands in danger of being exterminated. But... Why did he say that? Because if it's not in writing in the Western world, it never happened. That's why he says those who have no record of what their forebears have accomplished lose the inspiration which comes from the teaching of biography and history. That record is the oral tradition in the minds, in the collective consciousness of the people, as much as it is within the pages of the books like those that I've written and that so many others have written. So it is critical that we stand together, that we stand up for the Gullah Geechee living legacy. And so I've been blessed to not only stand up with an international group of people who were convened by the Union of Concerned Scientists on February the 1st and began this month strategizing about the preservation, continuation, and protection of cultural legacy treasures, cultural heritage treasures in the face of climate change. We also then came back, myself and Representative Glenda Simmons Jenkins, came back to be able to see the cover of the James Island Messenger that has my picture on it from 
a libation ceremony, an ancestral tribute libation ceremony. And it says a lesson of history from Her Highness is the cover story. And it dealt with an article that I wrote on our blog about special field order number 15, William Sherman's special field order 15, that is more often not referred to as 40 acres and a mule. And then to also know that while I'm in meetings, Al Jazeera TV is covering what is happening here in the Gullah Geechee Nation and how Gullah Geechees in Georgia were saying, how can this be done to us? What can be done? They're finally waking up, standing up about these environmental injustice issues as well. And also pieces from Gullah Geechee TV were used for that Al Jazeera broadcast. And so if you want to view Gullah Geechee TV, you can go to YouTube and type in Gullah Geechee TV and subscribe for free, or you can just type in G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot TV, Gullah Geechee dot TV, and so that you can stay tuned and stay broadcast. And, of course, because we do our annual break, we only not only break from the radio program, but we also break from the television station during January, but we will have our first episode of 2015 will be on this week, so that you all will be able to view that also coming up on Wednesday, and that will be from our first Gullah Geechee Porch Talk at True Your Hero Books, and we're so proud of Brother Rashad and Zinga, who is a native of Charleston, the Chuck Tong and things like that, whose family actually comes off of James Island. So I thought, again, it was divinely ordered that while I could walk in with this copy of this paper in my hand from the James Island paper and end that event to hear that he was from James Island. And critically enough in our story, James Island connects to the Freedmen's Bureau and the Freedmen's Bureau location that was on that island at McLeod Plantation that you all have seen me on numerous episodes of Gullah Geechee TV fighting for and standing up for, and this year should finally open as a public park for people to come and learn more of our story and our cultural legacy and why that place is a space that we still want to fight for that was an antebellum plantation that still had the enslavement cabins there built by the hands of Gullah Geechis. And so, again, there is the tangible in that people can touch it, but there is the intangible that people can feel and must feel and tune into to connect to. And that so-called intangible is tangible to me because I feel it so well in my soul that I am touched by it and that I touch it. Because the touching of my people, the seeing it in their eyes, the hearing back, when I say, how are the children are doing? They say, oh, we're glad if I see all that thing like that. That makes a difference. It is something that you feel, touch, that is built. It is part of my built environment because that is how real it is. But in the Western world, it would be considered intangible because it can't be boxed, where the tangible can be these buildings, these places, these spaces such as McLeod. And so here it is that today, I had the journey to another one of those tangible places, to Hort Gap Middle School on Johns Island, South Kakalaki, right there in Charleston County. So glad that I had this year, D, where we did three different programs with three different levels of grades of students to come in and learn about the Gullah Geechee story and Black History Month and how it links, how it's a part of that, and how we still continue to celebrate who we be beyond just this month. 
and how the children and the teachers were enlightened and inspired because here it is that they did learn. There was now a record of our story put forth to them. And with their outstanding art teacher there, Sister Dana B., and you all have even seen her on the show because she is also a jewelry maker, Sister Dana B. and those took the students from the first session back to class, and by the second session they had already created a thank you card for me that had the Gullah Geechee Nation's emblem on the front of this card. It was a black card because they heard me talk about the black gold. On the inside of the card, they had cotton, rice, and indigo images that they had already just collected and colored in and placed on there, along with other aspects of things and and a number of different statements saying thank you. And this was supposed to be a special needs class that created this card that quickly as one of the most outstanding cards I've ever received. So it was such a blessing because that what one might call intangible moment brought this tangible result that now we're going to our Gullah Geechee Aoke Bulan archive forever to show this embossed this moment in our story that I was there at Heart Gap. And so we're going to be putting that into archival covers, and I was going to print out photographs of me there with the students and also include that in the archival record of our story. And so on the walls, if you ever visit that school, I remember when I first went in the new building and that there was a wonderful, wonderful painting of Esau Jenkins, who was an activist from John's Island and a businessman from John's Island that stood up for who he be and things like that. But at that time, they were standing up for black people. They weren't saying Gullah Geechee then specifying as an ethnic group because at that time the focal point had to be on an entire race of people. And this is what Dr. Carter G. Woodson wanted the world to under and overstand 100 years ago when he founded Negro History Week is that this race of people have done outstanding things in world history, not just American history, but in world history. And that celebration that started 100 years ago started as Negro History Week because Dr. Woodson and his initial members of the Association for the Study of Afro-American Life and History wanted to actually have a celebration that coincided with the birth dates of U.S. President Abraham Lincoln, who signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which was read right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation from Port Royal Island in Beaufort County for the first time ever in his story, our story, and the birth date of the great orator, Frederick Douglass. And Frederick Douglass says, I believe I got the great-greats, right, great-great-grandson, Umar Johnson. Many of you have seen his videos and clips online or heard him doing numerous radio interviews around the country, comes down for the PAGA every year, the Pan-African Grassroots Assembly here in the Gullah Geechee Nation that takes place at Oyotunje African Village in Sheldon, South Carolina. And so he continues to promote our story, but also the psychology behind trying to negate a people's story. He and I are both historians and native folks, black folks, that are featured in the coming documentary, Wilmington on Fire, which tells of our story in Wilmington, North Carolina, where our people were terrorized, killed, and pushed out of that city. 
if they were standing up, empowering themselves and empowering the community right out of enslavement during the Reconstruction era. And so here it is that as we take this journey this year, keep in mind this will be 150 years to the end of the U.S. Civil War. 150 years ago is when the U.S. Civil War ended and then we entered into the period of Reconstruction. People were able to enter into that period because they went in united. Gullah Geechis were landowners by the time the war ended. Most of them already owned land by deed, okay? Nobody just been to give them nothing. They've been going to the auction and thing with the shiny thing, and then they bid upon them, and then they had the land that way. So many of us still live on this land. We still live that cultural legacy of agriculture. And so when we start talking about these issues that face us with the environment and we look at these political meanderings and panderings going on around whether or not to do something else that could potentially further damage the environment, it seems that there is yet another war brewing along this coast. And our people have to know our story because if you don't know your own history, they say you're destined to repeat it. And we do not want to be put into bondage while somebody else exploits the resources, the human capital, the cultural capital, nor the environmental capital and resources of this area where we live. So this is why it's critical that the journey continues and being able to tell more people our story and have more people support our continuing traditions here on this coast because many even coming to this coast to live here don't even know we're here until they get right here and think like that ain't it might get the people are cracking teeth their soul. And so here it is now that we'll be continuing this journey on this week. Myself and the Gullah Connection are going to be up in Florence, South Carolina, and Manning, South Carolina, with some more of the chilling and things like that this week. Then we coming back. We're going to be at the New Road Baptist Church on Valentine's Day, paying tribute to the elders and giving love to those elders. That's going to happen at 3 p.m. at New Road Baptist Church and. That is in Ridgeland, South Kakalaki, 446 Bees Creek Road in Ridgeland, South Carolina. Three o'clock, there's no admission fee at the church, but you can come and make sure that you can give a donation, especially a donation of your spirit just to those elders. And then we are going to be heading to Spartanburg, South Kakalaki, where we'll be at Wolford College. We are going to be presenting to the entire community. It's open to the public at the Leonard Auditorium on February the 18th. That is going to start at 6 p.m. that evening, if memory serves correct. And then we are going to have a number of other activities, including working with the students in their new environmental courses and in their environmental center there. Before we head over to Columbia Hopkins, South Kakalaki, to the Garners Ferry Adult Activity Center, and we'll be there at 5.30 on Friday, February the 20th. And then I will be at St. Helena Library, and myself and Dr. Amir Jamal Ture, who many have also seen as the African Spirit of Day Clan, will be at the St. Helena Branch Library as part of a series called African American History Across America. We will be presenting Who We Be, the Gullah Geechee story, of that theme at 6 p.m. at the St. Helena Branch Library on Wednesday, February the 25th, 
and I'll be back at St. Helena Branch Library showing Come Hell or High Water as part of the Gullah Geechee Read-In that we're having all this month, every day this month. We are going to have that celebration at St. Helena Branch Library at noon on Saturday, February the 28th. And I know that's a lot to take in. So if you go to Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, all of these different events and activities are there. And if you go to GullahGeecheeNation.com, click on Gullah Geechee Events or click on Queen Quet, and you will be able to see all of these different activities and events that are coming up listed there as well. And our next Gullah Geechee Porch Talk is also going to be at the St. Helena Branch Library, and that is going to be in March of this year. We will have the Gullah Geechee Porch Talk in March on the 21st at the St. Helena Branch Library, and then on the 28th of March we will show the movie The Will to Survive, the story of the Gullah Geechee Nation there as well. Before that time, we're going to be having some Ayers Property Workshops during our Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month. All of the month of March, every year, is Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month. We still have a lot of space. Anybody want to come, you want to help out. We're doing environmental work. We're also doing Gullah Geechee al Bulan archive work throughout the month of March. Make sure to email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E. C-O at A-O-L dot com. That's G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AmericaOnline.com. That's what A-O-L stands for, dot com. And you can email us, and we do the Gullah Root Experience Tour just about every Monday in March. We have the Gullah Root Experience Tour for groups of seven or more. Many of those days we already have a large group, so if you don't have seven with you, if you join in with one of the other groups we have, it's fine. You can email us once again at gullgeeko at aol.com and learn more about those tours at gullahgeechee.us or gullahgeechee.net. And again, gullahgeechee is G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. There's no I in geechee.us or .net. And you can find out more about the work that we are doing to make sure that our environment stays healthy, stays safe, and improves the quality of life for Gullah Geechis. And so a lot of the work that we do in the community during Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month is also with helping the elders in the community as well as our environment. And we'll also be helping out over at the historic Penn Center National Historic Landmark District to do some work there and help that institution to thrive and survive as well. And I have been voted in along with Dr. Valerie Jackson to co-chair the Heritage Day celebration once again, which will come up in November. So upon this year broadcast, you all will be yeti and more about that since we talk about cultural heritage and living legacy, that's another opportunity for Hunter Chillin' for join. We write down here. And you know that coming up the first Saturday in August, we have the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival. So get ready for Get Ya right now. Go to GullahGeechee.info, GullahGeechee.info if Hunter won't go. But way before that, we are going to have the Coastal Cultures Conference here at Hunting Island Nature Center again this year, March the 14th. Registration is already open, so please make sure to come register if you want to start to engage in the community work, the community efforts to keep 
this environment safe here in the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville to Jacksonville. And this year we're also focusing on seafood safety and human health. So we have a number of presentations that go on, a number of interactive workshops with Gullah Geechee fishermen and cast net makers and so forth and healers that will be there with numerous Gullah Geechee products and so that you can come out spend some time with the family, have some we fish and things for yam pond and teeter salad and all that kind of thing, Saturday, March the 14th, and we'll also be beginning our work on our Oyster Reef Rebuild activities in March as well for Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month. So when we talk about this legacy and recording it, part of something being available to be recorded is it has to be done. So you have to be an active part of what is getting done if we are going to leave something for someone to write down, for someone to record, for someone to mentally recall, all right, we have to be able to invest in our community and in ourselves. And on that note, because of the Gullah Geechee read-in that is happening all this month, as I said to all of those who are participating in it with us nationally and internationally, and if you want to know what the book list is, please go to GullahGeecheeNation.com. Once again, click on Gullah Geechee Events link or click on the Queen Quet link there, and you can find out. You just click there, you see the Gullah Geechee Read-In, and then click on there, and you'll see the different books, and you can go to GullahGeechee.biz and order any number of those books, and you can also find Queen Quet Marquette L. Goodwine on Amazon and order any of the books there. And those are some of the books that we're using along with Mama Day, and also the African people, uh, the Gullah people and the African heritage by William Pollitzer. We are looking at Lorenzo Dow Turner, the father of Gullah studies, is another one of the books that we're using for this year's Gullah Geechee reading. And we also have a number of children's books like Ebony C that are listed and also Copper Sun. And so we want you to make sure that you get that reading list, read with your family, share the story, and at each one of the Gullah Geechee read-in locations throughout the month and each one of the events that we'll have, whether it's at the St. Helena Library or any of the other coming places that we've mentioned a little while ago, we'll also be sharing. And at the Gullah Geechee Porch Talks, all of these books are, of course, available for sale in all the places that I mentioned. We'll have books, CDs, and DVDs for sale as well as at GullahGeechee.biz online. So another thing in terms of Gullah Geechee porch talks that are coming up is we have the porch talk that will happen at St. Helena Island. Then we have the porch talk that will happen next for the Tunis Campbell Celebration in Brunswick, Georgia, and that one's going to take place on Friday, April the 3rd. So if one of the children think we'd have skipped Georgia, we ain't going to skip y'all tall, tall. And then Florida will be coming up later on in the year. So we'll be making our way through the Gullah Geechee Nation with the porch talk. So honey ain't miss out if honey ain't been to true your hero books. Don't think so that is the last one or the onlyest one. The Gullah Geechee porch talks will go on all year as an investment in our own community. And so for the reading. At the first one, and for my reading here on the air, as I promised the folks participating in the reading we would do every time that this show was on the air this month, I want to read from We Be Gullah Geechee, Cultural Capital and Collaboration Anthology. And I want to read the opening for you. 
The insufficient investment in the human and cultural capital of the Gullah Geechee is the reason for this anthology. Through its pages, we welcome you to the cultural capital of the Gullah Geechees by bringing you into the region from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida, which is the Gullah Geechee Nation. This rich place associated with the living culture and traditions of people of African and indigenous American descent that are called Gullah Geechee evolved on the sea islands of the intercoastal waterway and developed unique ideas, customs, and social behaviors, including language, which has been studied by historians, anthropologists, linguists, and others for centuries. While their cultural capital has been exploited to not only initially build the infrastructure for what has become the United States of America, the community was taught to devalue who they were linguistically and culturally. However, the assets that Gullah Geechee possessed are now being tapped once again as a mechanism to sustain the economy of the low country via exploitation for cultural heritage tourism by presenting packaged versions of entertainment aspects of the culture while forsaking the intellectual and political significance of this national minority of the United States that has its own nation. Now, that's just how the book begins. So, as you take the journey through the pages, we have things that are from anthropologists, that are from attorneys, that are from sociologists, that are from geographers. We have a range, a plethora from poets. We have things from our Council of Elders and Assembly of Representatives members, and, of course, pages that I wrote or co-wrote. They are captured within this 300-plus page book that is now the second anthology that I have been blessed to be able to edit. And this is something that I encourage, that we always encourage literacy within our community, because what good would it do us to write it down if someone else can't read it? If I were unable to read, I would have never become aware of books such as The Miseducation of the Negro by Dr. Carter G. Woodson. And so I thought it not robbery to celebrate Negro History Week. Yeah, I'm old enough to have been here for it. <laughs> and to then proceed on as it expanded to Negro History Month and then to Black History Month. And I continue to celebrate it wherever I'd be. When I was in England last October, I made sure I made my way to a program, Elder Carly Town and I did. Then here, we have our own programs, but we don't stop at February 28th or 29th. We continue, but keep on going on, continue to tell our story. And now not only can we leave it in print, but we can leave it electronically for future generations to have access to. And so why do we do this? We do this because we want to do a service to the legacy of such people as Dr. Carter G. Woodson and to our ancestors who were forced not to be able to read or write because of things such as the 1740 slave codes that I told the students about today that happened as a result of the 1739 Stoner Rebellion uprising where all our people were doing were fighting for their right to be free, their human right to survive and thrive as a cultural group of people. And here it is that one of the things that Carter G. Woodson said, and why this is critical and why I say we continue to do this, to honor the living legacy and cultural heritage, he said we should emphasize not Negro history, but the Negro in history. What we need 
is not a history of selected races or nations, but the history of the world void of national bias, race hate, and religious prejudice. But we have yet to have gotten to that point. He said that's what we need and we still need it. But until we each tell our story across the world with other peoples of the world, hearing it and sharing it, then we're going to continue to need hashtags like Black Lives Matter. We're going to need hashtags like Black History. We're going to need hashtag Gullah Geechee. Until we can get people's attention, we can sit at the table and no longer be selected races at their table, but nations of people all as one. And then we can argue this point that, well, we're just one race, the human race. That, as true as it may be, there are different ethnicities within this human race that still need to be recognized that they have some unique things that they were brought to earth to leave here as a legacy. And I'm proud that God would make me Gullah Geechee because we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. And so on that note, I want to see if there are any questions in the chat room tonight. I notice most of you who are signed in as guests are going to say welcome. Thank you, thank you. So glad to honor the day for celebrate with we Black History Month and the International Decade of People of African Descent. But if you want to, in the future, make sure that you can type into the chat room. You can start up a free account at blogtalkradio.com. You don't have to have a radio show, but you can start a free account, and then when you log in, you can be able to type into the chat. But we'll also open up the phone lines right now with our few minutes remaining. The number here is 347-324-3903. 347-324-3903 if you want to call in as part of the Gullah Geechee Read-In, a part of our celebration of who we be down young and story, we story, month, and things like that. And so we're so glad that so many people are supporting the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour and that we have so many more engagements to go. You heard how long it took me just to let you know where I'd wind this year month with the Gullah Connection, and so we hope to see many of your faces there. Also be on the lookout for the Florence News because they are doing a special Black History Month series also in their publications in Florence, South Carolina, their local paper. And I was the one person chosen as not from the Petey River region to be featured in that, and that is a blessing and an honor in and of itself as well. So I'm very thankful to the Florence News for that that's forthcoming. By who? Someone named V.C. Why wouldn't I be with someone named V.C. when Denmark V.C. or Denmark Vesey and I's July 2nd date that we share is such a powerful thing within my spirit. Once again, one of those things that someone else might call intangible, but it's tangible for me because it's still part of the celebration of just who we be. And so if you want to continue to keep up, with the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour and more things that are going to be coming up on this broadcast, including the various petitions that we are about to mount that are going to be going out to help protect. And I want to thank everybody who had already seen the petitioning that we asked you to do to the state of South Carolina's 
uh, Department of Health and Environmental Control, and we're going to have some other things that are going to be happening. We thank you all for taking the time to stop and to write in to tell them that you do not agree with the seismic gun activity going on here on the coast, and I'll be having some folks coming on over the next couple of months to talk more about that and what the state of affairs is here and what the science is behind some of these things that you will hear terminologies being used around here on the East Coast for a little while now that you may have never heard of before, like that of the seismic gun. But trust me, our intellectual guns are still firing, our synapses are still yet moving, and our gully get your brains. And we the binya, and we in the guayin no way, tall, tall. And so we are still going to continue to work with our supporters of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, and I hope that everyone on our, that listens to our radio broadcast, everyone that watches Gullah Geechee TV, everyone that follows us at Gullah Geechee on Instagram and on Twitter, that you all will actually become dues-paying members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition this year. It is $45 a year to be a member, and you can also get lifetime membership. You can email us once again to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. Or if you go to the link for the Coastal Cultures Conference that we have on Eventbrite, you can also become a member through there, or you can leave a donation toward the work that we're doing through that link as well. But you can email us if you'd like to just have an application directly emailed to you and so that you can continue to help us, not only during this month where we celebrate black history, but every day of the year to continue the Gullah Geechee living legacy. As Queen Quet, Chiefess and Head Pundit Body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, I so gladdy. For had it's your time and things like that, for be blessed up in the midst of it all, for going to all of these different places and things like that, and for grabbing teeth, for all the rest of churn and things, for yet, for who we be down here, and that hunter chilling with no but the black gold chilling, was still remain free, and the stay for these islands, with the in the sea. And so we definitely looking forward to being up in Florence in the next couple of days and with our folks in Manning and, of course, shouting with the elders in Ridgeland. And then we want to get ready to go further inland. we coming for you, Spartanburg, Columbia, Hopkins, South Kakalaki, the Midlands, the up country, all of that kind of thing there. we coming for bring on who we be and thing. And then we want to close them back out, right back up on the coast, from St. Helena Island and things like that. And we definitely pray and hope that if you have a civic group, you have a spring break group, you have a course, a set of children, students, a a social group, you fraternities, sororities, those are the ones we ain't never worked with, y'all need to come on here for Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month in March. Come on and help us do some work here, literally on the ground to help keep alive a cultural legacy and to continue to tell our story and for you all to help us to continue to write these pages of our story. And so, as Dr. Carter G. Woodson said, the mere imparting of information is not education. I agree with him because we can just give each other information all day. But when you live it, and now you have it within you such that you can share it with another, I would constitute that as having been educated, truly. And so that's why we do this broadcast. That's why we do our television shows. And definitely 
that's why we get out into the community with the family and engage and what Hona Chilla need and things like that. For Bia, for had a quality of life, for keep going on. And for the next generation, for coming and say, yeah, I didn't just read about them, but they're still here. And so we have no fear that we going there. We be Gullah Geechee anointed people, and we are people of faith, and we are blessed, and so are you. And we thank you once again for tuning in, too. This year, the Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad he won more again. They're going to chill and tune in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. And chillin' all this month. Make sure you read some more about who Hunter be, but make sure you read more about the Gullah Geechee living legacy. Please go to gullahgeechee.biz and join in the Gullah Geechee reading, going to gullahgeechee.nation.com. And we going to keep these your pages being written, and we going to keep the pages turning, we going to keep the drum beating, and we going to keep on shouting. Tanky, tanky family, wherever hunter to be, this year the queen quit. Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad to be shouting one more again from Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station.